Hello friends. Today's conversation is with Kirsten Asher. She is a multifaceted, multi-talented human being that is trying to make an impact in our world uh, through multiple different opportunities. And the biggest passion project she's working on right now is Unify Humanity. Uh, so listen along while we talk about how to build teams, how to create a difference, follow your purpose, and you know the crazy things of being a stunt uh, operator, stunt coordinator, to you know like working behind the camera in Hollywood, all the way to moving to Encinitas and now to Texas. So enjoy this conversation with Kirsten Asher on the Grow with Greg podcast, and let me know what you think. And it's happening. We're live. We're live. That's it. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. We're sitting in southern San Diego, Encinitas. Uh, it's windy as hell with the Santa Anas, mm -hmm. so if you hear some background noise, that's what it is. Um, the house is not blowing over that we know of. Yet. Um, yet. And uh, who do we have with us today? Yeah, good old Kirsten Asher with you. <laughs> Bringing in hot with the, with the Santa Ana winds. So, non-work related, tell me a little bit about yourself. Non-work related. Yeah. So, I was lucky enough to grow up in Park City, Utah. Oh. So I have this fiend for adventure and outdoors and camping and rock climbing and surfing, which brought me to California from Park City. I wanted to be the surfer girl and uh, did that for a little bit. Moved up to Los Angeles, did stunts, got into that for a short time. Movie Mo stunts, TV? Movie stunts, yeah. All of it? Yeah. So, not huge, huge features. I did do um, Disney, and but like as far as like the Bond movies or you know the you Jason Bond Statham. Movie or no, you did not. No. Oh, okay. that would have been no. cool. Like to do a movie with Jason Statham. Did, did you? Did you ever like? Were you? Who were you a stunt double for? Um, gosh, I forget her name. It was for the. <laughs> it was for the um, the Disney movie. Uh, gosh, I don't even remember her name, but I did a drowned. I drowned for her and then other than that it was doing my own stunts so I was going to acting classes as well and then just throw you in if you were able to act so it was smaller stuff but I was able to get into the union that way okay yeah and so you were like background fighter number three chick getting her ass kicked yeah like, ah! yep doing uh. that doing high falls uh, was in funnier die mm -hmm. that did a uh, fall from a couple stories up which was the scariest thing I've ever had to do because into like a big like inflatable <laughs> cushion into like yeah. cardboard boxes what are we talking about uh, here <laughs> that would have been cool if it was cardboard box. if i was that badass that would have been cool uh it was into a big huge airbag so from a couple stories up i was supposed to just be on the outside of the balcony and do a backfall which super basic you can look back and basically spot between your legs and then they cut it so as you're falling, it looks like you're falling. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, they cut it and make it movie style. However, when I got to set, mind you, I'm still a beginner stunt person. I've done dance and tumbling and all that. So mm -hmm. I, I understand my body in motion. However, this was, they literally put me on the opposite side of the balcony, so like the hallway, and then put a love seat there and then asked me to blindly jump backwards off the love seat, which if you've ever jumped on a couch, there's not a whole lot of spring to yeah. it. So jump off that backwards, not even spotting my landing, not kicking my legs over enough to throw my, yeah. like throw over my body, but clearing the balcony and the back of the love seat. 
it was I swear it took probably 10 minutes for me to actually make my first jump. Yeah. Because it was, I was sweating. I was like, oh my God, everybody's waiting on you. The cameras are going, the director's there. And it was just, it was stressful. Yeah. And also just the biggest trust in yourself of I've practiced this. I know this. The stunt coordinator saw me do falls. He has, you know, has faith that I'll do this. Yeah. And it was, I jumped and you try to get as much spring as you can because those couches do not give any spring at all and then you know I would love to say I did it perfect I didn't I kicked over a little bit too much I cleared the balcony in the back of the left seat which was great uh, and then I landed on my upper shoulder so my body folded a little bit Are you like scorpion scorpion the good way the good way <laughs> exactly uh, and it, but it was fine because I've mobility and flexibility mm. in the body is is what I do naturally and coming from a dancer you know it's I was lucky enough to be able to have that flexibility. Um, but damn, I had to do that a second time. I was like, oh, shit. Only two takes? Two takes. That's not that bad, then. Two takes. Well, they were probably like, we're not sitting here for another five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. And then we did, you know, that was luckily the first stunt of the day. And then the other ones, they just, you know, were falls or slaps or just like, um, hits against other things and whatnot. So I feel like a stunt person being in like a cheesy kung fu movie would be like hilarious and oh awesome. Oh my gosh, that that would to me. Just, <laughs> just have a ball and make fun of everything. Of yeah, like everything that's going on. Yeah, like super super <laughs> cheesy, like <laughs> and like flying backwards. You know, hook up a like, oh, cable to yes. you. Just, that I would have loved to do stunts like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a fun life. But then from there, I moved into production. So I worked on the behind the scenes and did coordinating, and moved up to production manager and worked on great like worked on great sets and also with amazing people, and the celebrity status, the executive status, all that, and also the worst people <laughs> on both levels. So it's it was really cool to get the dynamic of both sides and then find the happy medium and people surprise you in the best way and the not so great way. And it just gives you the quickest lessons that you can ever think possible. And the bit, like the best way to take that and you know not be reactionary to somebody coming at you. Or mm-hmm. you know when somebody says, I need X, Y, Z, and then you give them X, Y, Z, and they're like, oh, I don't need it anymore. And you just spent the whole day <laughs> putting it all together. You spent eight hours yeah. building this report for you. You don't need it. <laughs> exactly. So. It, it was really cool, and it taught you a lot of how to put teams together, especially working on production side of, of bringing in the grips, electrics, um, having the director there, and all the things. So it taught taught some good lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how did that? So L.A. movie vibes, scenes, all that. When, how, what? When you moved to San Diego? So San Diego has been my house, my house, my home twice. I moved. Originally from um, Park City to Santa Barbara, I went to school, moved oh, nice. to LA, and then uh, was just working there. Came to San Diego to do marine biology. That's Scripps? Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to Mesa College, mm. and then I wanted to go to the university and then transfer to Scripps. And uh, then I got into psychology, and then I thought business, and so I just stopped school altogether. I didn't want to waste time and money if I had no idea what I wanted to do. And um, then after a couple years of working in San Diego, I moved back up to Los Angeles, and that's when I was doing the stunts production, and then uh, decided it just wasn't my cup of tea. Came back down to San Diego, and just, I was like in the, 
in the space of finding myself, of what, who I was, what I actually liked, what I actually wanted, and, you know, San Diego is just such a hotbed of people who are really open-minded and really caring and loving, especially in Encinitas. You come here, mm -hmm. it's kind of, if that's the whole spiritual realm of this space. So that was, I just needed to be held, pretty much, <laughs> figure out my life while I was in a nice space and people to talk to and open up to, and now I'm here. And what are we working on right now? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so many things that feel so good. Uh, right now, so I have Profit Starts With People, which is where I go and do corporate trainings and leadership. So a lot of what I learned in personal development and um, putting teams together in Los Angeles, I apply to uh, creating resiliency and trust with your team. And then also doing a, a nonprofit called Unify Humanity and bringing leaders and uh, people of influence together so we can all work towards a bigger goal. And there's a lot of nonprofits out there, individuals, influencers who want to do good and who are all in their own direction, chipping away. And if you try and chip away at multiple different things, you don't get very far. But when you guys, when everybody comes together and you go through for one goal, complete it and then go for another goal, you can make such a bigger impact and on a massive scale, on a global scale. So that's one of the biggest initiatives for Unify Humanity is to really bring those leadership people together and find the root of the issue rather than just band-aids or what we can do for this moment, but really go into that, whether it's through education, whether it's through going into neighborhoods and speaking with the people of that neighborhood and helping them understand practical ways that they can give back to the earth or use communication, use language in order to have these um, ways in which they can build their community up rather than you know where we are where we are right now where everybody's pointing the finger yeah. at other people and not really taking responsibility for where we are as humanity it's like we're in this together so why not move together yeah out of curiosity so it sounds like there's like 15 things you just named off of what unified humanity humanity does how do you pick the projects is there like uh like oh we're not going to do this we're going to do that or is it just kind of like i'm super passionate about this follow me <laughs> and then you just kind of bring them into the fold like how do the projects get what are you tackling right now so what it's tackling right now is um going in through the educational route so there's you have people who are all about the ocean who are all about the animals who are all about uh you know child trafficking and that so every person thinks that their specific thing is the most important, right? So it's breaking those down into sectors and bringing in all the people who are against child trafficking. And instead of saying, oh, we need to have this fundraiser over here, but that funder went and funded this nonprofit, and now we're not getting the money, it's coming together and saying, how can everyone in this sector work together and work to educate not only their community, but at a higher and lower level? So we go into schools and talk to them, you know, and it's it's, big initiatives, which is why it's so important to find those, the leaders in those communities, to have them bring in more people who are just as passionate as they are in, in helping that cause. So is this like a Southern California, like bringing all the people together, or what happens if I'm like in Iowa and I'm super passionate about something? Mm -hmm. How does Unify Humanity help me there? Or so we're having summits. There's going to be okay. summits, uh, like the G20 summit. Mm -hmm. However, there's going to be a UH summit, and it's all about bringing the leaders from each of those spaces together under one roof. That has no political agenda. 
It's not run by greed. It's not run by other people lining their pockets in some sort of which way. It's truly about finding a cure to the disease that's in that process right then. So we're still ironing out the details of what that exactly looks like, and it's going to be it's a big feat. So bringing all these in and having these different fronts and these different uh, groups coming together. However, the leaders who want to be part of this, that's where the conversation starts. So if somebody's in Iowa and they say, hey, the environment is one of my biggest passions and I'm working with this agency or this NGO, I'd like to bring you know whatever resources and contacts we have to the table and to let's talk. Okay, great. What do you need? And then somebody else from Florida comes and says, hey, this is a project I'm working on. I'm bringing all my contacts and resources. All right, great. What do you need and how can we give you those? Have you hung out or talked to or spent time with the Surfrider Foundation? No. Because that's exactly what their model is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, here's the overall arching, like, theme. Surfrider is about, you know, the ocean, the environment, saving the planet, moving the, the topic forward of environmentalism and conservation and whatnot Mm -hmm. but like say i'm super super passionate about whales swallowing plastic bags out in the ocean or whatever and i have a boat and i can go out there or whatever and so like then they'll be like okay cool we know this person this person this person this person in this field they'll be able to help you out now you lead this group Mm -hmm. as you keep moving it forward so they take their resources and like kind of channel it towards this one super passionate person uh, so it sounds extremely similar to yeah. kind of like what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm going to yeah. look into that. I know some people in Surfrider. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to make those connections. <laughs> we can connect everybody afterwards. Uh, finding more and more in my life what I'm best at is actually just the connecting people together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, that's, one of the, that's such a great skill to have because there's so many people out there who don't know which step to take or don't know how to connect these different places and yeah. to have and I mean that's what's so incredible about our diversity as human beings yeah is you have you have the builders you have the connectors you have the like the people who go out and like the warriors you mm-hmm. have the so dreamers the dreamers, art, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's it's beautiful one of my friends uh, the other day her and I were talking and I'm a big visionary person I'm like oh my gosh you want to you want to expand your idea come to me and we'll get it super big. We'll figure out these different ways and how you can actually spread it. And then she needs to come in and is like, okay, this is the how. <laughs> this is where you're gonna start and we're gonna break it down and put it into this nice little mm-hmm. thing and this is your first path and then we move on to the second path and it's the more and more people come together like that and the more and more, whether it's companies, whether it's friendships, whether it's communities coming together and realizing each other's um, strengths and potential and then matching that together with other people's strengths and potential. You know, I think um, Wealth Dynamics does a good job. Have you heard of Wealth Dynamics? No. It's Roger Hamilton. And he basically, you go in, you, I don't, I don't think it's that expensive, but you pay the test and it's kind of like a, the personality test by mm-hmm. Young. However, it breaks it down even further and you see where you are and you're partial, like I'm a, I'm a star and creator and a supporter. So I love to be out in the, you know, that's probably why I love being a speaker and a performer so much. It's like, here's like, here, let me share all these things with you, all these ideas and blah, blah, blah. And then I like to create and I love to support people. So that's my little area. And mm-hmm. then over here, the friend I was just talking about, you know, I don't know her specific one, but she's 
you know, a detailed person, engineer, engineer yeah, right. all that. So she loves spreadsheets. Exactly. Those two, <laughs> these two people coming together. And so when you know your specific dynamic or wealth dynamic, mm -hmm. then you can link up and say, oh, you're, you're, you know, like I'm blaze energy and I need a steel energy plus these different things to move, to make it all move forward. And yeah, it's brilliant. Have you heard of disc profiling? I have. Okay. Yeah, the, I'm not too familiar with it, but I've heard exactly of that. exactly what you're talking about, except for just different terminologies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was so amazing. There's, I think there's another one out there, too. Oh, that, there's a bunch yeah. of them out there. DISC is um, used primarily in like business and mm -hmm. how to get people to make a decision in their life, like say business-wise. And so everybody has their own unique combination of one or two of like the four disc profiles and but everybody makes decisions from like that go-getter high energy like driver personality mm -hmm. and so it's like understanding that if you're an engineer how do i get you to shift over to the driver in order to make a decision mm. so like, oh that's cool i'm gonna have to look yeah. research that i've been we've been going over that with my team and I've been studying it and practicing it and it's very interesting because now you sit there and in a conversation and it's like 30 seconds in I'm like oh you're a this this and this and now I know how to better com communicate with you and then if I want you or need you or you want to do something I can then present the correct information to get you from where you are to into the mode where you need to be in order to make a decision oh that's great yeah so is everybody you go you fall under those four letters or do they have subsets too um you're like a you're like a combo mm -hmm. so you're like you have your primary and then you have your secondary and then you everybody has a little bit of everything mm -hmm. but like usually there's like a i'm a high this and a, you know and a secondary that and then right. you got a little this little that like so i'm a high i so i'm very very talkative i'm very out there and i want to like you know, I get a lot of uh, validation from externally because I, I need like people to like me and talk and all that kind of good stuff. But I'm also like a high D, a high driver. So like when mm. I want to do something, it's like, get out of my way. I'm, this is happening. I'm going to make this happen. Oh, and I'm cool. very, very low on like the the S and the C. You're like, I don't really need to see your spreadsheets. You know what you're talking about? <laughs> Sweet. I trust you. Let's keep moving forward. I don't want to look at the numbers. I'm going to get bored and I'm going to get, you know, cross-eyed and let's keep moving. Yeah. yeah. And so like there's you everybody has a different combination of all of that and then it's just a matter of like playing up in the conversation of like if you're a high s you're more like say like a school teacher or a nurse or like a, a caring loving person most of the time it, it the conversation slows down the tone mm. of voice comes down a little lower i let you process the information a little bit more but the two of us, we're just going to keep talking. And everybody else will be like, what is wrong with those two weirdos over there? They just bump lines of Coke. And we're just like, this is normal and amazing. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's definitely my life in a, yeah. in a little sentence. Yeah. And so it's understanding. It's, it's cool understanding, like, the style of, pro, you know, human profiling and, mm -hmm. like, uh, kind of your natural way of expressing yourself and then knowing how to have the appropriate conversation with them so that you can best, you know, move the ball forward in say, you know, stopping human trafficking on mm -hmm. the Tijuana border in San Diego because that's one of the heaviest sex trafficking borders in the world. And yeah. yeah my buddy's a SWAT officer down there. Really? Yeah, it's, oh it's some weird stories that you hear from down there. Just constant. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine that's, that's, in my opinion, one of the greatest things of people and of our different personalities is you have 
humans who are able to do that and able to just take that on every day, police officers, military, and firemen, firemen, women, um, but just who can be in that mindset and just go for it. And I'm like, I have no idea how you do it, and I'm so freaking thankful that you do it that way and mm-hmm. can, can kind of disassociate and just be on the ground in that, in that capacity. Yeah. Blows but my mind. They have no idea how an engineer sits behind a desk and looks at numbers and goes, oh my God, you have a spreadsheet for me? This is amazing. I got a buddy of mine who's a nutrition coach and his girlfriend is also a nutrition coach and like she's super high eye bubbly. She was a cheerleader, like a little pocket rocket of a human being, just all mm. energy and like He's 6'3", covered in tattoos, but like the biggest engineer nerd. He was a computer and software engineer before he went into nutrition. And like, he loves spreadsheets. Matt loves it. And I was like, what? Who loves spreadsheets? And it's like, no, these people love spreadsheets. Uh, Let them have their numbers and data. Yeah, my my friend was, um, he, we're doing, we're raising money for an orphanage down in Mexico. And his dad is helping us with the budget and he, was so excited to get the budget. He started working on it immediately, his dad. He's like, oh my God, you know, my dad will help us. He, he loves budgeting and spreadsheets. And immediately when the spreadsheet was sent to him, he sent a picture. He's like, he's already going on. It's like 11 p.m. <laughs> Who do, my spreadsheets. I'm like, how do I get this thing to talk to this thing on the other tab? Yeah. And then people are like, oh, you just, you know, you link blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Wait, what? Okay, I know how to make a sum category. <laughs> That's about my level <laughs> yeah. of expertise in Excel. Yeah. Like sum equals for- <laughs> this box, this box, this box. Yes, I feel good. Nailed it. Wait, I want to have this tab talk to that tab? Shit, where's YouTube? <laughs> and then on YouTube, I'm the person, just show me the directions. It's the one, two, three, clicking mm-hmm. through, clicking yeah. through. I'm like, don't give me the whole pre-club. I don't, I don't need your 10 minutes of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where is this? Uh, place in Mexico? It's in Baja, Baja, okay. California, down in Ensenada. So we, okay. there's multiple, obviously, orphanages in uh, Mexico. And one of my friends invited me to go on this uh, volunteer trip a couple years ago. And I met the woman who is now taking us to the Baja and, um, or to Ensenada in this specific orphanage. And the girl, it started off as a boys and girls, and now it's just girls. and. They are just so amazing and just, you see, you know, you just, you see what they are living in and that's just, that's enough for them. Mm-hmm. I, obviously to have something cleanly, mm-hmm. cleanly or more clean and, you know, the education and all that stuff, but it's just, it's so great to see people who are enjoying each other as humans. You know, they don't need the video games, they don't need the TVs, they don't need da, 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 da. they go outside and play, they have conversations, they engage with each other, they engage with the volunteers, you don't have to speak Spanish to go down there. I'm learning Spanish, you mm-hmm. know, and I have one of the girls that I sponsor down there and then when I go in, I, they help me practice my Spanish and they're practicing their English, you know, and so you're just creating these beautiful relationships where they can learn to trust adults and trust other people and trust specifically men. You know, some of some of the kids are volunteers, so they their family has volunteered them into this orphanage because they couldn't take care of them for some mm. reason or another. And then you have other kids who were taken from their families because of the living situation and live there. You know, and so they, they just all see each other as sisters, you know, coming together. And 
it's beautiful and you have these different orphanages that um you know there's another one that's a boys and girls one and they had a brand new baby come in because one of the 14 year old girls had a baby and didn't know she was pregnant you know and so it's 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 shocking to see and also you get to see how much happiness you can bring to somebody just by engaging with them and how you can bring that back to the US or to wherever else you travel and just engage with a human because we're so so um, preoccupied with the phone with the computer with running from place to place to place to place and taking time for that pure engagement of conversation outside of what can you do for me or what I can do for you you know just playing running playing tag it's like as adults when was the last time you played red rover red rover right or played tag yeah. or sometimes you'll go play frisbee but you have all the, you have other people like oh i'm not good at you know rock climbing or i'm not good at xyz so i'm not going to even try however when you were a kid you're not good at anything you just want to do it just to fun mm-hmm. just for fun and just to laugh and blah, hang blah, out blah. With friends. yeah hang out mm-hmm. and now it's it's you you can hang out with friends or you go hang out and drink or you can only dance if you drink or you can only you know have a whole lot of fun if you get a drink at the bar i'm like all right, cool. How are you sober? What's it, you know, how are you at engaging with people where you don't need substances, where you can just really get to know yourself and be free of, of who you are and be okay with who you are instead of trying to think that you need to be a certain way or you need to have a certain substance in order to let loose and have fun. Yeah. So it's really awesome to see adults letting loose with kids and tapping back into that childlike spirit and wonderment. Yeah. So if I was super passionate about something, what would be like some good first steps of just kind of either finding a group or, you know, making steps of actually creating a little bit better of a world around myself? Mm. If you are super passionate about something, I would first write it down, get it completely cleared in your own head. Because there's, you know, people who, who say I'm just really passionate about the environment. Okay. So forests cutting down trees, uh, ocean, rivers, you know, there's so many different aspects. Get as specific as possible. Yeah, get as specific as possible because the more you get close to that and the more you dive deeper into what it is and then creating the, like, why are you so passionate about that? And that's, you know, something I'm sure you've heard so much in business too is why are you doing something? So you can really, really connect to that. Even if you're going to work and you're like, why am I in this career? Okay, let me connect to that that deeper why at Simon Sinek, you know, what is that? Mm-hmm. And that alone can be such a huge driver. So you, you know, what are you super passionate about? Be as specific as possible. And then why are you so specific and passionate about that? And then write down things that would be fun, fun to do, you know? So if it's going around and educating people, if you like to talk to people, if you like to engage with people, going around and talking and sharing, you know, about whatever this initiative is that you want to create. Or if it's doing data points and looking up all the research and, and then getting a, somebody who can come on and help you share the message. So, you know, so writing down all the things that sound fun to do. Because if it's not fun, you're not going to want to do it. And there are times where your passion needs to step out of the drive, 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 because it gets into that. It gets very serious very quickly, especially if you're going down that rabbit hole of trying to do make a, a huge effect on something and be the ripple effect. So it's mm-hmm. like 
there's going to be really, really difficult times and probably hard conversations that you need to have. And then you're going to have people coming in trying to break you down and trying to prove their point to you. And so knowing the what, the why, and what makes it fun allows you to go back to that fun and be like, oh, okay, actually, you know what? I just had this really terrible conversation over here. What can I bring in that's fun that I'm still doing something with this purpose? And how can I create that in the environment? Because if it's gonna if it's gonna grow, you're gonna eventually need to create culture mm-hmm. and bring people in and have buy-in for your what and your why. And then have them make a list of like, okay, what is my most fun thing? You know, you have people who love talking to people and then you have people who love doing the data points. So what is that for them? And then bringing them together and then you create teams out of that. So that would be my first step is just what specifically is it? Why? And get down and continue asking yourself why at least 10 times. You know, write down a sentence. It, it brings joy to my heart. Why does it bring joy to your heart? Because I just, I loved as a kid how I got to go swim in the oceans and it was actually clean and I could see, you know, I could go diving for the coral. Okay, why is that important? Because the coral, you know, and you just keep mm-hmm. deeper, 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 deeper until you really have found the seed. Okay, so super passionate. Mm-hmm. Figure out what specifically they're passionate about, what's fun. How do you key, how do you see people who are doing it successfully that like stay engaged for the long haul? Because like I know there's like a, don't butcher a saying or whatever, but there's like no, there's passionate young environmentalists, but there's no like old passionate environmentalists because like, mm-hmm. you know, the environment as, the last hundred plus years is just going to keep on getting worse and worse and worse. So when like things around you seem like they're getting worse and terrible, like how do you see effective people like continuing to push forward and stay motivated in something as dark and heavy as like say human trafficking, mm-hmm. like, trying to keep making a difference even though it keeps happening over and over again? The biggest thing is is the why. Why are you doing it? Because all these little kids. Like need somebody, need a voice, you know? But then outside of that, it's continuously connecting to people who who are willing to listen and who are, are gonna be your champion, you know, like a support group and people you can call upon and say, gee, I just, this, this is the worst case I've ever seen, you know, and I just need somebody, you know, so you, that person needs a support system. Anybody needs a support system, but specifically when you're going after really, really, really difficult tasks and initiatives, having people around you who you can just call and say, I just need to talk to you. I just need to talk about this or cheerleaders who are going to champion you. And in those darkest times, you're like, ah, I just feel that the whole world is crashing down around me. And the best saying is this, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to shift. The good things will pass. The bad things will pass. And having that support group and people that you can lean on no matter what, who will always answer your call, who will get back to you less than a day later if you text them, you know, who maybe they're not specifically as passionate as that topic you are. Mm-hmm. However, they love you so much, they will support you no matter what. You know, I have friends who are across the country where I can just at a drop of a hat call and say like I'm and I'm working on that because asking for help is not my greatest strength and I know that. So really stretching and, and calling them in those needs. Especially, you know, this move and moving forward into 
unify humanity and then building a business and then talking to these people and creating communities, it's, it's tiring. However, somebody gets to do it. Yeah. And if, you're, if your strengths are in that direction, why not? You I like know? how you said someone gets to do it, not like someone has to do it. Like mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a choice that you have elected for and positive phrasing of the way that you just said that. I really mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, I think people, even if you're not starting a business, starting a group or trying to affect the world around you in a massively positive way, should have like a board of directors in their lives. Mm, I like that, a board of directors. Yeah, like you need someone who you can look up to and ask about for say like money, investing, like finances, savings, like all that kind of good stuff. You need someone who's there to like help you emotionally and mm -hmm. support you that way or just get outside and do some fitness. And you know, like you need to find, you know, say five, 10 people in your life that like are there for you that look, you can look up to, that you can idolize for, you know, one specific aspect of them that they're doing really well at and then surround yourself with those people mm -hmm. so that now you have your own personal board of directors that help your life out. I really like that. I've never thought about it as your personal board of directors. Yeah, I'm stealing that from my boss, so I'll give him credit oh. later. <laughs> Thank you, boss. <laughs> that is all. Damn, all yeah. right. Let's uh, create this. <laughs> yeah. But no, it, I mean, like, it, that resonated me really well. And anybody else who's, like, created a business or created a group that's trying to accomplish something, like, mm -hmm. you're really good at X, you're really good at Y. Like, let's all bring them together, build that team. So it's like, why can't, you know, just a regular person who, you know, is doing some normal W-2, 9-to-5 job, that's awesome. You know, whether they're passionate about it or not, they should still be looking at their life as, like, a way of, like, building it better, creating, you know, like your ideal outcome in your life and surrounding yourself with five, ten of, you know, people who you can look up to and ask for help from. Yeah, I think that's one of the important things that you just touched on, too, is having that, no matter where you are in life, college student, nine to five, entrepreneur, wherever you are, it's so important to look at your life of how you can make it better and how you can create that that forward momentum because there are times and there's specific people in my life and there's specific people I'm sure in everybody's life or they are that person where it's this is what I was dealt this is how I'm just gonna live it sucks and I'm just putting food on the table yeah or I'm just you know m moving through life without any zest or without any passion or without any any love because this is the life I was dealt and you just you become somewhat of a victim in that it's a victim mindset right of this mm -hmm. you know there's nothing better can do can happen or can it's the great thing about the internet it's very strange and it has dark deep holes but it mm -hmm. also opens up every opportunity for the strangest things that you think you're the only one that likes but there's probably like 10,000 other people that are super passionate about it and exactly you know whether it's you build a business out of that or you just uh, operate in that community to bring you joy like mm -hmm. there's there's people out there like that and there's ways to improve your life no matter yeah. what yeah it's it's just a don't give up yeah go out and get it whether it's something fun a hobby that you like or some sort of pathway mm -hmm. there's always an opportunity to move forward speaking of which and you dropped a little nugget where are you going you're moving oh I am moving <laughs> I am heading to Dallas why 
I fell in love. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Good I for met. you. Look at that big oh. smile on your face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the most incredible humans I've met. And there, I am lucky enough to be surrounded by really, really, really powerful, incredible human beings. And you know some of them. And we run in the same fitness group. And he just... It's, it's like one of those... Um, Freaking fairy tale love stories. We met less than I think sixty days ago. What? Yeah, yeah. So we met and on New Year's moving, Eve. Moving to moving to Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, he's you know he has a, he works at the Adaptive Training Foundation there, which they uh, they help <clears throat> veterans and civilians who have lost their limbs to come back through uh, understanding how their body moves again staying fit staying healthy mentally emotionally and physically so they go through the whole realm and he does the mindset part and the meditation mm. of that and it, it's an incredible incredible foundation so he's uh, one of the directors of that and then also has his own coaching and speaking and training and so we speak the same language which is amazing and when we met it was one of those where I mean not to be it like mushy gushy but we literally, it was after a kiss and we just looked at each other and I was like, oh my God. Like, Did we become best friends? <laughs> no, I was like, I found you. I had such a knowing that he is, like we've known each other, whether you believe in past lives or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. There was a familiarity there and it came from both sides and it was just like, we found each other. Mm -hmm. Like here we are and let's see where this goes and the rest is history. So the fastest I've ever heard of said situation was um, they met and then 48 hours were married. Holy cow. Yeah, and they've been, they're still together to this day. And that was 10, yeah, 10 years ago now. Oh my gosh, I yeah. love that. He was a boat captain, she was on vacation and she canceled her trip home and Got married like a day day later, and they've been together ever since. I love that. I okay. It's, it's insane. I mean, there's I, not it's, enough stories like that. Yeah. Or publicized stories because yeah. you hear so much of the other side. Yeah. And I, I remember I did a, a radio interview, and the host asked me, and it was his, like a two relationships ago, and he's like, "Are you are you happy with him?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're, we're good." And da, 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 and he's all. I didn't ask if you were good. I was like, damn. And just like his, the way he asked me, it just felt like he knew. It was like, nope, this isn't your person. And mm -hmm. I know, even though we're not super in best friends and in depth soul people, we, yeah. like, I know that this person, like you deserve more than that person can ever give you. You know, mm -hmm. and of course, I later found out that it, we were just completely different people. And so this is, it's like I found, I found my match, I found my equal, and he sees that as me too. Like I don't have to be any, anybody else except who I am, and that's completely perfect. Mm -hmm. And same for him. You know, there's nothing in me that's like, oh yeah, if he was a little bit this or a little bit that. Uh, and see, I'm hearing more and more stories come out with relationships that people have just known. And of course, you have others who are shocked, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like. What if it doesn't work out? I'm like, well, what if it does? <laughs> You've been married for how long and you're unhappy? Yeah. But like we've started off with complete transparent communication and have brought our, we've both done so much work personal development wise and 
and through ourselves that we now get to bring that to the table and have mm -hmm. conversations rather than trying to be avoidant or mm -hmm. trying to just pass things off or cover it over with a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's this that's like the shift that, uh, especially this community, but the world is starting to take is having those open communications and with any relationship you have. You know, and I think that's the, the savior to divorce, savior to break like friendship breakups is being open to seeing your shit and being able to be called out on it and have a conversation yeah that is level take you know? your personal ego out of it and yeah. try to step back and yeah have and a not be afraid yeah mm -hmm. so so it's exciting it's it's cool it's one of the coolest feeling like i, I finally am all listening to love songs or something will come on the ipod and i'm all <gasps> Oh, I'm like, God, I totally get this. I get this, I get song. this now. Yeah, like, I'm feeling it. I've heard this song a thousand times, but, but I'm it actually. It's different now that I've listened <laughs> yeah. to it. I remember, oh man, this was freshman or sophomore year in college or whatever. So um, the first band I ever saw live was OAR, mm. Over Revolution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was in college. They were playing at Summerfest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I'd been listening to this band for years. And I brought my girlfriend at the time to the concert and one of the songs just was like completely different. I've heard it a million times before, but because I was with somebody, you know, wow. and like you hear the songs and the lyrics and you pick up on different lyrics a little differently and you're like, oh wow. So now Hey Girl has like a completely different like meaning and understanding to me than like before. Yeah, I, yeah I like went to that concert with like a, a girlfriend at the time. Like, oh my God. It's cool how like songs can change just because of like the situation that you're in mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that's beautiful that's it, it's music is such an incredible way to to express yourself and to allow others to really connect with that there's uh there's this one song that dave matthews sings and it's called you and me mm -hmm. and it's literally the epitome of what i've been looking for yeah in a partner and somebody to share life with and I played it for him and he just he just got just as excited as I was I love you know song. and so I was like oh so you know it yeah oh uh, Gru Crux Grand or whatever the heck the album is yeah yeah no it's like yeah. we're like gonna as soon as you fly. said it like the, yeah. the song started going off in the back of my head I can't sing right now because that'd be I don't want to ruin oh, yeah. everybody's experience but yeah but just, uh, just the mere thought of like yeah it's like we're gonna fly through the stars we're gonna go to the end of the world and like yeah just let's be together, mm -hmm. you know, and change, like do epic things. And Have you heard um, Dave Matthews' band and Kenny Chesney, I'm Alive? <gasps> no. You should write that down. Okay. It's a really good song. I'm just going to look it up on my iTunes. Yeah. That is... Um, you are um, alive. I'm Alive. I'm Alive. With okay. Kenny Chesney and Dave Matthews' band. Uh, it's a great song, so if you haven't heard it, listen to it. It's amazing. Okay. Um, so how is business, life, and all that kind of stuff going to change moving to, to Texas? Stayed the same. Yeah? So I, uh, so I have clients who I work with virtually. Okay. And so I, I do the whole mind, body, spirit connection. So I have a background in holistic health in personal training, in um, some nutrition, 
and then also the self-development and professional development. So bringing all those together, I work with people too. We set up like a training plan for you, uh, get you on uh, like a health app so you can watch your food intake and then have uh, mentorship calls where we go through like how language creates your reality and mm -hmm. what it means to actually trust yourself and be yourself and then bringing that into your workspace or your relationships. So I have uh, clients here and I have clients in other areas that it's just, yeah. it's just a matter of jumping on phone or Zoom with them. And then uh, the corporate training that's been mainly in, I have, um, I'm going up to Sacramento next week to train with uh, a phone company which is really cool and now moving everything to Dallas and just reaching out locally there because mm -hmm. it's been it's been San Diego based and then in Dallas I'll be reaching out to those companies and then expanding it to the US so I just just fly there do the training and come back but it's exciting yeah yeah it's and in, ironically enough I was bit invited to speak at Earth X conference like a TEDx but. It's, it's so they have a film festival, a conference, and an expo. So it's all about environmentalism, mm -hmm. all about bringing you know what we can do and how we can grow. And uh, so I'll be speaking there. And ironically, it's in Dallas oh, nice. in April. Convenient. So convenient. Yeah. So I was like, ah, perfect. So it's yeah, it's it's pretty easy. And he he works at the foundation you know so that's like his local thing he also does stuff that's virtu virtual um but it was one of those things where i was like i know i'm going to move to you because i can mm. you know i'm not i would never ask anybody who's so in love with what they do to stop what they're doing to well move if they're more rooted in the, the community yeah like professionally it's a little bit harder if mm -hmm. you're able to be more fluid in your location exactly it makes it a little bit easier yeah and i'm excited i've been wanting to Wanting to it's move, I thought it was. I thought it was down to Little Italy. To be honest with you, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get into the city vibe, and I just need some a new, yeah, a new chapter, and things are going and flowing and moving." And, da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden, I met Mo, and now I'm moving to Dallas, which we're gonna be in the city, and it's gonna mm -hmm. be that different vibe. But hit, like everybody I've met so far has been just such a good human being and a good heart that yeah. it's it's exciting and you know, meeting with companies down there and having, you know, their training and then able to like bring the clients I have wherever I go. Yeah. It's just so easy. Just a matter of time difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest obstacle. Yeah. Is it two or one hour different? Two. Two hours different. Two hour. Yeah. 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 Which is easy unless well, you go travel. Well, but then even it, traveling you're fine. Yeah, too. but it's now central. It's a major airport hub, so mm. it's easy to get in and out of mm. like your central time. So everybody's an hour to two hours in either direction. It's not like you're three, four hours across kind of exactly. thing. So yeah. It's very central. No income tax as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why the nonprofits growing out of Texas. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why a lot of professional athletes live in Texas. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize golfers, that. Golfers, a ton of golfers live in Texas. Oh. It's very centrally located for like North America and like PGA tours. Okay. And as an athlete, you know, if you win a tournament and you just all of a sudden, I'm making up numbers, but won like $400,000. If you live in California, Uncle Sam took about 50% of that. Oh, yeah. If you live in Texas, 
and mm -hmm. you're a professional golfer you're never home you're always on the road so like why live in a place where the taxes are just gonna you know cut 50% of everything you do in half yeah that makes sense yeah like, yeah I'm moving all my business stuff to Texas and working through all that with the state and yeah. federal and one of my girlfriends she's she's moving to uh, she's uh, Idaho mm -hmm. and we we're talking about small business tax and all the things that you have to pay out here and the tax just in general taxes and the price of living and I'm like damn you know what I'm actually <laughs> you're making more money yeah, you're living a better life rolling this in abundance great. all over yeah. <laughs> I've got love I've got money I've got do goodness like yeah bring it on universe. everything's happening more please that's awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fun I'm excited yeah. um, I think there's a professional Sponsored surfer slash environmentalist. Uh, he has his own podcast. It's the Kyle Tierman show. Mm. He's uh, he's from Santa Cruz. Sponsored by Patagonia. Um, and he, when he was like 19 or something like that, made like an environmental documentary that won a bunch of awards wow. about how the banking system, like in most of the corporate big banks, they're the ones who have the money and fund like say the amazon rainforest deforestation the oil tar sand like drilling and all that kind of good stuff and so like he made an entire documentary about like how if you bank with chase most of your money that you're putting into chase bank is like funding burning the amazon rainforest what? down to the ground yeah oh yeah but if you bank with a credit union, which is local, and they have they spend all of their money in their own communities, and they fund small business, they do small business loans because they don't have millions upon millions, billions of dollars from you know a nationwide chapter. They have, you know, San Diego, San Diego Credit Union (SDCCU) kind of thing. Like so, they only you know fund small businesses in San Diego because that's where they are. Mm. Where like Chase is like funding burning Amazon rainforest down to the ground, stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah, so look into him. Uh, but he has this really cool award ceremony every year. It just happened in December called the MoFos, the Motherfucker <laughs> Awards. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, and it's celebrate. It's like all with comedians who like are accepting these awards on behalf of these companies. Um, and like for the companies that did the worst for Mother Earth. And oh, so, like, yeah. this company wins the, you know, I burnt the most amount of trees down to the ground kind of thing. Or I, you know, extracted the most amount of oil spill. I spilled the most amount of oil in the ocean kind of thing. And so they pick a whole bunch of companies that, you know, have done terrible things to the environment and then give them awards for it. And comedians, like, accept it and then, like, do some sort of small comedic bit about it. And then, you know, it keeps going and going. I'm gonna have to look this yeah, up. Yeah, look it up. It's, yeah. I, they, he streams it on his website or whatever, like the last two years. But yeah, it's he's been doing it for two years now. Wow. Yeah. And then the documentary. Do you remember the name of it? No. It's on it his. It's Kyle website. Tillman. Uh, yeah. Kyle dot surf. I think is his website. Okay. I can text it and find it to you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I definitely want to watch that. Yeah. But he's a cool dude. Think. He's got a podcast. I mean, I've never met him. It's kind of interesting listening to these podcasts. And you've been listening to like somebody for four years. You're like, I know this guy like the back of my hand. We surf. We both like the environment. I like what he talks about. I'm like, I've never met this guy once in my life. But like, I feel like if we did, we'd be like best friends kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get you on that. I see people and I'm like, oh, we would be like Julia Roberts and I, we'd be best such great friends. friends. Yeah, such great friends. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna look that up. 
Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the important things of how we can bring uh, assistance to the world and to people is creating fun out of doing good. Well, I mean, like, presenting doom and gloom isn't going to help change it. Like, when you create the problem so big that, like, how is me as one individual person going to make, like, a small chip at this problem? Mm -hmm. Which is one of the cool things that I like about, like, Surfrider Foundation and, like, the how much impact they have created in, like, the U.S. and in the world. And then you realize it's, like, there's only two people on staff. Everybody wow. else is a volunteer. Everybody else. And like they're changing policy all up and down the United States coastlines, like East Coast, West Coast, like worldwide, creating World Surf Heritage locations and stuff like that. Two people with full time staff. Everybody else is volunteer. Wow. It's insane. And it's just like, oh, it's because you are super, super passionate about X. And they're like, cool, here's the people we know that also really like this. You're going to create your own little subcommittee and you're going to go off and you're going to go change the world. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I need to talk to their... Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> big move to Texas is happening. Things happening. are shaking and moving. Yes. Um, let's kind of start to wrap this up a little bit. Um, right. What are... Two, three things that you're you're looking forward to in, um, in this change that's happening. In this next chapter? Yeah, this next chapter. Uh, actually being in the same state as my love. Mm. <laughs> that's going to be fun. And honestly, the adventure, like everything that's unfolding right now is very big and slightly daunting and also one of the coolest experiences I think up until this point that I will be going through what you know whether that's with the nonprofit whether it's with the move to Dallas and travel or speaking and just there's so much that's falling into place and the last two years has been just such a growth like hitting rock bottom coming back up then going back down to rock bottom and then coming back up you know just so many life lessons and everything that I think really gave me a good solid foundation to go into this next chapter and really just go balls to the wall and go have fun with it yeah yeah well speaking of the highs and lows and um kind of through the purview of social media and uh, mm. the highlight reel of everybody's life um even though we're all flawed individuals and each one <laughs> having you know terrible days and putting on the smile and the face sometimes <laughs> yeah. to make through um what are some things that you do to like stay on task, keep moving forward, and, and kind of keep chugging along towards a bigger goal? It's hmm. a good question. I come back to getting clear on who I am. Because I think, especially with social media, you see, like you said, people's highlight reels and what they're doing and how grand and amazing life is and this and that and then you start comparing yourself or wanting something that you didn't know you wanted and it's just because somebody else has it or it looks glamorous and coming back to understanding who you are at the core and what you really need and what you really want and going after that is yeah. is what keeps me really clear and moving forward and you know in the past couple years it's been 
oh, this person does it this way and they have this program that is this specific thing and they've had success with it and they're teaching all these people, so I need to go that way. And really coming back to my core is if you look at my history, anything that's traditional is completely opposite of what I do. I naturally do things my own way. I have my own beat. My drummer goes off beat all the time and that's what works for me. So when I try to conform into these specific ways of how everybody else has done it and had success, it never works out. So really coming back to that alignment of how, how is it going to work for me? Who, I, who am I? And what are those really, really meaty things that I want for myself, like for my core, not because society tells me that this is the right way to go or the yeah. right thing I need to have. And in order to be successful, it looks like this. I am successful. I have amazing health. I have amazing friends. I have ideas that are growing. I have, you know, a place that I feel comfortable in my own body. And that's success to me, you know. Yeah. So I think really, really coming back to those core core values that you live by and you live by them daily. What has been book, person, thing, podcast, whatever that has helped you grow in the past like year hmm, past year there's one book that I always come back to and that's the Tao of Pooh so if, it's, if you look at Taoism and it's essentially the way and, and understanding the way that's specific for you and how you go down that path and what this author did is he took Taoism and applied it to the characters of Winnie the Pooh. I was wondering, like, who's Pooh? Like, <laughs> who's like, like bathroom Pooh? Like, is this the I'm guy's name? Like, <laughs> the Tao of Pooh. Like, all right. Poo. It's uh, toilet reading, uh, but no. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let that shit go. <laughs> uh, and that's, that was really cool to see the, the specific personality traits that we all have within us that uh, each character represents. And how, you know, Piglet's the worried one all the time and this and that. And then, then uh, Owl, he has, he tries to look like he has so much wisdom, but really what comes out of his mouth doesn't make sense half the time. And you have Tigger that's just all over the place, not even taking in a moment to be grateful for what he has in front of him. He's always just like rushing off to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And then you have Rabbit, who's almost a worry wart, but just trying to be the know-it-all. And uh, Eeyore. Eeyore is, you know, negativity. And then Kanga and Rue, I forget. Okay, um, Rue is the, you know, in wonderment. And then Kanga is like the protector. I think that's how it goes so for those Pooh? two. Pooh is what they call the uncarved block. Okay. So he just is, you know. And if you look back at what his greatest quotes are, are so simple yet the most profound and I can't recall one right now but or he's like I think one of them is uh, you know Piglet says like Winnie the Pooh where are you going and he's like wherever my feet take me I'm just moving forward you know and it's like oh okay yeah I'm I'm taking the steps forward to wherever that takes me to the next place in my life yeah. or uh, you know, they, it was something to be going backwards and he's like, why would I go backwards when I can go forward? And they're such simple characters 
yet they have such grand personality traits that you can see, oh, okay, that's, that's this portion, that's this portion, that's this portion, but you have the uncarved block, which it's down to our very core, that's just who we are. We're just so simple in our being, and that's totally okay. And it, that's our way, our specific way of doing something. So that book I, I recommend to any and everybody. And Taoism, I love studying Taoism. I think it's just fascinating and beautiful and how um, you know they, you can do Taoism for your health, Taoism for sexuality, Taoism for your own personal growth and being and, and how you see the world. Uh, so it's, it's a good introduction into Taoism. So that would be the biggest thing that's, that had the most profound shift. Cool. Yeah. What's one small action that someone can do to get them out of, say, like a negative state or a, a stuck position to get them moving forward in the right direction? Switching your language. Switching your language and even what we talked about earlier, how you brought up get. Mm-hmm. So noticing and becoming aware of when you say, oh, I have to go do this. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to pick up my kids. I have to go to work. Oh, no, you get to. Some people don't have a job. You get to go to work. Some people can't have kids. You get to pick up your kids from school. And just that little shift in languaging can open up a whole plethora of beautiful things in your life that you now become aware of. So if you're looking, you know, say have, and you're looking like down this tunnel vision, I have to do this, I have to do this, and you're, you're building up these negative voices in your head. And it's not necessarily, I have to do this is negative, but it's, it's, um, it's a weighty way to say something, and it brings heavy weight. However, if you kind of open up your perspective a little bit more and you see the 180, it's I get to do this, I get to do that, that's exciting and you have so much more gratitude, then all of this space, like if you have your hands to each side of your mm-hmm. face, now you open up your viewpoint and you start seeing things that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Because it just it's opening up your awareness to what is possible. Yeah. Now I don't know who the scientist and author is, but there's this really cool science experiment paper that was written about this Japanese guy who um, wrote uh, messages on a petri dish and there was a thin layer of water in there and then they well started off with like speaking words to it and they would freeze it and they would take photos of the ice crystals as they were forming have you heard of this the how you talk to water yeah yeah and yeah and so like if you said like nice things the crystals would form like beautiful like snowflake type structures and then if you said mean things to it it was very disjointed and like all over the place and then they even like so they did like saying things music and then they went down to just like writing the word on the petri dish not saying anything completely silent and it still did like the same effect where you wow. like you put a negative word on like the petri dish and it still would make disjointed shapes mm-hmm. well it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just like <laughs> opened pandora's box of like I'm eight thousand like... things i can talk about <laughs> when we're, we're supposed we're to be wrapping up down. yeah there's this stuff fascinating i can go on Yes, All that's the problem with this. getting two high eye personalities <laughs> in a room together. Three hours, and we'll still have way too much to talk about. Like, yeah, exactly. You're my kind of people. Uh, never, never a dull moment. But there's yeah. so much. Like, even our 
like yes with the negative words and then I actually did a retreat once where uh, one of my girlfriends she f was facilitating with me and she put would literally put a word down on the ground and you'd step on it and people would observe you on it and you would just feel the weight of that word if it was you know hate or if it was love then you'd feel lighter and you're not necessarily oh now I need to feel lighter and as people who are um, critical not critical what's the word I'm trying to think of not super open-minded um, Ugh, what's the word? Describe it in a different way. So, <laughs> I need some description here. They just don't take everything as is. Okay. They, like, um, spectacle, spectac... Uh, I'm not a good mind reader. And vocabulary is not my strong <laughs> <word>. <laughs> It starts with skeptical. Okay. Skeptical, I think that's worth. They're not skeptics. So, Skeptics, yes, that's one it. Okay, so they're more, some people stepped onto it who were more skeptic mm -hmm. or skeptical, and they would actually feel that weight of the word, like, ooh, okay, this is actually bringing up emotion in me. And then with that even said of, of just putting the word on there, our bodies are so smart. So constantly saying negative things to our bodies or about ourselves or even mm -hmm. thinking that, you, you lodge this disjointed energy in your body, and then yeah. all of a sudden people start saying, um, I have this lower back pain, I'll just live with it. Well, yeah. that, that's rooted somewhere, yeah. and it's most likely an emotion or something that happened to you at some point in your life, whether it was in your childhood, uh, mid-adulthood, adulthood, wherever, that just got lodged there and it wasn't pr fully processed. So there's um, Dr. Bradley Nelson, he talks about the emotion code, and so how we lodge these emotions in our body. and like a doing certain uh, going down a certain specific way of uh, muscle testing to release those to see where they're stuck emotions or mm -hmm. you know even with plants where you talk positively to plants and they'll grow faster or negatively you know and they, they start to shrivel it's we apply that the water all of that to our human self and we wonder why we're not moving forward as much as we want to move forward or there's so much negativity or life is just hard well, what what are you speaking to yourself? You know, so it can be anyway. I could go on and just forever. <laughs> yes, up. like three things that came into my head that I wanted to say. I'm like, no, I'm not saying this. We'll have a part two because we will do something later. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I would say finishing thoughts, comments, questions, mm. concerns. Comments, questions, concerns. Um, Open mic. Open mic. Oh, shit. <laughs> to finish this. <laughs> Not to start a new three-hour conversation. Uh, I guess my biggest thing to leave the listeners with is to find that trust within yourself. Really, really learn to trust yourself and what that looks like. Because um, I think that's one of the biggest things is we trust other people's opinions of us more than we trust ourselves. So really finding that within yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. And also, I'm just putting this out there to the listeners, uh, that Greg is going to have an interview of himself. Because <laughs> off mic, he was telling me all this cool shit. <laughs> well, and you need to... I don't like talking about there. that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, well, I just put it out there. Okay, so. it's happening at one point sometime <laughs> down the road. Um, well, it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you. Um, too bad you're moving away, but there's this thing called the internet and technology and all kinds of ways to stay connected. There. An amazing way to use these platforms to move our 
social agendas and our personal lives forward. Exactly, so, exactly. Um, and you're always welcome to come to Dallas. Yeah, we, uh, my, our company just branched out to Texas not too long ago. Oh, so. see, perfect. Yeah, you know, it's always just connecting more people and hanging out with more people. Plus, I really want to go surf uh, in Galveston. Oh, yeah, I heard the, about the that. The tanker waves, when mm -hmm. the, the shipping containers come in, you have to take like a boat out, but then you can surf for like a minute straight on this like fake artificial wave because of like the boat pushing the water. Oh, that's rad. It's, yeah, it's interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, well, you let me know when you plan your trip and we'll okay. figure it out. All right. It'll be fun. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on social media and the internet. At what? <laughs> <laughs> they have to figure that out. Uh, internet, or sorry, um, <laughs> Instagram. The internet. Instagram. Type in. Uh, I am at Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N dot Asher dot Huntress, which we can get into on the next, <laughs> on the next pod. And uh, my websites are Profit starts with people.com and then unifyhumanity.org. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. And on LinkedIn, I think it's just linkedin.com forward slash I mean, Kirsten Asher. I never use that. Well, <laughs> in the corporate sector, if anybody's listening to this. Yes, I know. And that's like one of those where like, yeah. like, <laughs> and it's important. <laughs> but on that note, just keep it positive and uh, reach out to Kirsten. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to uh, chatting again very, very soon. Perfect. Thank you. Have fun. Yeah. Well, well, well. Thank you for making it this far. And we definitely will have to do a second episode with Kirsten. Uh, I loved that conversation and could have went for another three plus hours. Um, so, see you guys next episode. And if you have any recommendations of other people I should interview, uh, you know, tag me at uh, greg.kuchan on Instagram or follow me on Facebook and we will talk to each other soon. Have a great day, everybody.